You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, we're back for episode two of 2019 of Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. Alex Pachero, you like that intro, Ken? That was, son, it was a time machine. Some yeah, of my yeah, finest yeah. Like work. Some of my, the, the, my, my favorite movies from when I was growing up, man, and the sound bites. So this is the podcast for you, Ken. We're happy to have you. This oh, is Ken man. Boyd. I got the right dude for the right episode. Who too, maybe brought the most 80s, 80s movie. Oh, come on. I can't believe I didn't do this. I can't believe this movie exists. Yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is this movie? Don't, don't they leave, don't make shit like this it's anymore. It's the best, yo. Don't, don't leave the guests hanging, Cam. What movie were we talking Son, about? Son, okay, I gotta, I gotta give them, I gotta give everybody the whole story. So I'm at this club, man, that I frequent, that I perform at a lot, and uh, my brother was there, and uh, so we talking. He's he's getting ready to start, you know, working there and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, he just brings up, you know, I got this podcast, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, action movies from the 80s. So immediately I just start rattling off movies like, what about this? What about this? Yeah, we did that one. What about this one? Uh, we did that. What about that one? And I said, and I took a beat. I said, what about The Last Dragon? <laughs> the Last Dragon. I said, I said, it's yours if you want it. Oh, I snatched that shit up so quick. Yeah. I say, man, you ain't no did The Last Dragon. That's my movie, man. Well, we've, got, we've kind of circled around it. I mean, we did we did Action Jackson, which is the other great Vanity Action movie Jackson. of the 80s. She has the t- Rest in Peace Vanity. One but she has of the- two. The two great uh, vanity performances of the eighties. Yeah, man. Um, it's just one of those movies that we just. I mean, we we're the the podcast is fairly new. We've only been doing this for a couple months, so we're still early in the game. This is gonna be so. The this best is a movie that we, we were gonna get to this movie eventually, but I'm excited to do it now because this is one of my. This was one of my so go tos in the eighties. It was really cool watching this last night, not knowing that it existed. That and then as I was watching it, I, and uh, I was luckily, I got high before I watched it, which is definitely the way to see this movie. <laughs> Show enough uh, is uh, the most unique character Show I've ever seen in movie Yo, history. Yo, who's son? He might be. <laughs> he might be added to the intro music. That's how much we love showing up. I think up. we're going to include this new clip. Please, please. All right, well, it'll be in the next one. For my sake. Son, who could have done it better, man? Who could have? Name me one person, one actor who could have played that part well, better. One of man. the great, like, 80s movie villains. Like, oh, just so interesting what? and funny and, like, a great performance. Man, you just wanted to watch him, man. You just yeah. wanted to see what he was going to say and what he was like. Yo, who? That level of confidence. It's just, it's, it can only be depicted in the movie. It's crazy. Like, yeah. no real person is walking around, <laughs> walking around oh, with no. that much self-confidence. What, eight-inch shoulder pads? Oh, as well? oh, Whatever he man. was wearing. At one point, he's sparring, and he's wearing, like, football shoulder pads, but the other guy is not wearing any <laughs> not protection at, not at, at all. all. He's, <laughs> wearing, he's wearing a full, uh, the top half of a football uniform, yes! the entire movie. Yes! And I, you know what I love most about Shona is... Without the pads, without the hair, he's kind of like just like a five foot ten, one sixty. And he's skinny. You know, he's yeah, not he's right. a skinny guy. Yeah, well, it's like you're, you see the Warriors in the seventies. Like it's all about like like seventies like uh, New York gangs, but all the people in the movie are like yeah. clearly like Juilliard trained dancers because that's who does. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's who our performers are. You're not gonna get like a real tough guy. The motherfuckers had leotards on before. That's they- why, like, <laughs> like somebody <laughs> right, who's like right, real right. Sc- like you know who's like scary to me like Ving Rhames. Like that guy looks like he could kill you. Yeah, he but he's also a trained actor. Yeah. But like when he says something threatening in a movie, like I'm like, oh, that guy could you believe really it? kill you. Yeah, he's pretty most, scary. Most bad guys are, you know, they, they studied, you know, ballet for three years and then they got put in the movie. So, but Show Enough is definitely this one of those. Here. Hey, quick, nice little tidbit. Mm-hmm. The, the character Beast. Oh, yeah, Beast. That's Beast. one of uh, his, his one cronies. One of, his one of show, show Enough's cronies. Beast, you can look this up. Beast, I think uh, that actor's uh, brother, cousin or something was one of the producers or some type of way he was tied to Barry Gordon. I can't remember yeah. I, I can't remember the exact relationship. But he was supposed to be Show Nuff. 
Oh, oh okay. He was supposed to be show enough because he was uh, he was tra- in, trained in the martial arts. If you look at the movie, he actually knows what he's doing as yeah. far as the right. movements and right, right, right. kicks and things. He was trained. So he was poised to be show enough. The actor that played show enough, and forgive me, I can't remember his name. Rest in peace. I have I got, no I, idea I got what it. his name is. I, I definitely called up uh, IMDb for this one because basically this movie is the most 80s movie because nobody made it out of the 80s from this movie. Nobody. Like there's not one. The lead did. He's still around. Well, he's like a, he's like a stunt coordinator, but nobody stayed a star. I met him. Yeah, Timex. Timex. So yeah, that motherfucker on the street. He, I just saw. You never seen somebody run as hard as I did that day. Oh, when you saw him, with him, get at it. Well, tell us that story. He was at a um, my lady at the time. One of her friends was, was oh, doing like a, a, a an event at this museum. Yeah, like a, a some type of a release or some type of a function, right? And uh, so I'm now, man. I'm operating. I'm you know I'm talking to people. Whatever. Blah blah blah. My lady at the time comes to me and says, hey, you know that movie that you're always talking about? I said, what you talking about? You know the movie with the, the colors and the, you know, she's not a movie. She wasn't a movie person yeah. at all. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? The movie when the guy at the end and he starts shining. And uh, <laughs> oh, the glow. <laughs> I was like, the glow. I was like, you talking about the Last Dragon? She was like, yeah, yeah, the guy. That was him. He just left. Bruce Leroy? She was like, "Yeah, he's he comes no to all shit. these functions all the time. Like he every time we do something, he's here, he's around." I said, "Where is it?" He like he had a, like a red shirt on. He just went out there. Son, you talking? Jesse Owens <laughs> didn't have shit on <laughs> Ken Boyd that day. I'm hauling ass in Brooklyn. You thought I just robbed somebody? Yeah. <laughs> I catch it to him. I must have looked like a madman. Mother, excuse me. Hey, I know you ain't got a lot of time, man. You know I'm from Houston, and I'm giving unnecessary information. Right, right, right. That's totally unnecessary. I'm from Houston, Texas, man. And I grew up, and I was born in '85. You don't understand. He said, "I understand." Okay, give me your phone. I'll take the pic. Come on. We only got one shot at this. I gotta go. Okay. And I forced a smile, and you know, try to compose myself. Snap this on my Instagram right now. This was maybe that's dope. Twenty late twenty. Oh, we got a team. We'll post like that, that when we post yeah, the yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I see man, that. It's I, real for me, baby. This is real for I me. I saw this movie many times as a kid. I just rewatched it yesterday in a coffee shop uh, next to my house, like with my earbuds in. And I, I got emotional, like when the the who's the who's the master scene. Yeah, like I got it, emotional. It like, does something to you. I was kind of looking around. And I'm like, I, people Hell are gonna yeah. look at me like I'm Son, crazy. That's so powerful. I actually rewatched the scene three times. I, I always rewatch that scene. The, the, that I always rewatch that scene. You talking about the final scene? Yeah, the final, the final scene where he got his head in the the the, the tank. The yeah. yeah, like a like a Vlad. They or just something? have a vat of water yeah, hanging yeah, out. They need By it. the way, there's a random vat of water. There's so many random props in this. Like a warehouse or something like that, right? I, I, I thought I was like yeah they needed a vat of water here they, movie, so they just put one this movie has it, it, it first of all it knows it's a movie and it doesn't care at all it doesn't try yeah. to present itself as real life it's at just, all there's so many crazy characters there's uh, hydraulic things that people come down there's a TV set in the movie that's yeah. f- for a fake show that would never ex- it's just the most ridiculous <laughs> that would yeah. never I mean they just didn't have the uh, there's the, a black the kid from Harlem who thinks he's Chinese and, yeah, he's yeah. Getting, and he's getting picked on by both the Chinese <laughs> and the other black people in the movie which is I mean it's actually it great, makes sense. Yeah, it's great for a lead character. I love the three Chinese guys who yeah. are like, oh, yeah, blood, yeah, yeah. not a dude, blood. They're, but then oh. they go off and then they speak Chinese to each other yeah, and talk son. shit about them. They, he's like, oh, and then they're man. they're all like, they're they're hip with like the lingo and shit. But he's such a fucking nerd throughout most of this movie. He doesn't yeah. realize he, Leroy. Yeah, man. But oh, it, but it's it's sweet. Like we should talk. I mean, I feel, I feel like a lot of people have not seen his movie. Yeah, so let's. A little, all right, can, you want to set this so, up? Okay. So so Timac, who's the lead character, plays Leroy Green. Uh, you know, black Bruce hit. Leroy Green. Well, he, he calls himself Blue, Bruce Leroy. Right. They, no, is, the people call him Bruce. Yeah, Leroy. he never right. calls himself. Bruce so Lee, he no. black kid from Harlem who's training with a like, he's training in Chinese. Uh, I guess it's karate and with he, what what we could only say is the most stereotypical Asian karate instructor. Yeah, they took they took time. they took pretty, Mr. Miyagi and they're like, yeah. how can we one up this? How can we make this yeah. more? <laughs> we'll have them throw. What does he throw? Knives at him? No, he yeah, shoots arrows. arrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, shooting yeah. the bow and arrow right he's at him as a test. That's the first scene in the movie. So he wants to get to the final level and become a master. And 
his his basically his his uh, sensei says no you're there and he goes no no I need more so he basically sends him on a mission to find another teacher a goose chase and he gets into adventures in and it's it's great to see New York City at that time period yeah because New York City was not great at that yeah, time like man. I rem- I grew this up 1985 yeah I grew up in Jersey like New- this was not a time that you were just like hanging out in in the city it was cool to see Harlem and other like they're showing Midtown and other mm-hmm. parts of the city apparently his New York City is so bad at the time. That the karate studio is in an ent- like a ten thousand square foot warehouse on the water. Did you guys notice that? Like in the beginning of the movie, oh yeah, when he it, leaves it, the it, sensei, it's like, like in a boat or some shit, right? It, there, like right? it was a warehouse on the water. Yeah. So it's like that's how bad New York City is at that time. It's like real estate is going real cheap that you can put a karate studio over there. Now you'd have to build, you know, a ten million. Oh, it's a multi million mm-hmm. condo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so on his <laughs> in his adventures, he meets up with. Uh, Vanity, yes. who's a singer. She's kind of the host of like a Soul Train she's type like show. She's basically Vanity. The host <laughs> Vanity. of a fake black TRL yeah, it's like, type so, oh, you know, Do thing. you know what Soul Train is? It's like a Soul Train. Yeah, Soul Train? Yeah, yeah, I've like never a, heard of Soul Train. Yeah, see, that's what so. it is. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find this nigga? Ken, now oh, you know man. my pain, Ken. God now you know. damn. Hey, man. Man, if your shoulders weren't so big, I'd punch you in your motherfucking head. If you describe Soul Train to him, he goes, oh, did you make that up for this podcast? Or is that a... He wouldn't believe it. That's a real show. Soul Train. Um, Don Cornelius, rest in peace. Yeah. Come and so on, while man. this is happening, there's Are also- we old or is he young? He's oh, definitely young. the first. He's young. <laughs> definitely oh the former. While this is all happening, there's a gangster <laughs> who's trying to get his girlfriend into the music business. Yes. So they so kidnap the, Vanity. So the gangster's a, t- I guess, a kind of- Check that out. Huh? They, what do you got there? The picture with- Yeah. Put that Leroy? on the top of the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let me see this. Now- Oh wow! Look at that. Ty you Mac- are pumped. And to he see still it. look at my face too. Look yeah, at I can see that. <laughs> That's more animated than your act outs oh on my stage, dude. God, man, I was I had a full blown <laughs> erection when I was. Oh talking. yes, <laughs> son. I'm gonna screenshot this so I can send it to you. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate but, that. Um, so he kidnaps Vanity. So yeah, so the movie is basically classic hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the the lead character is looking for one thing, and it turns out he has to rescue the girl. Mm-hmm. Take well, on the yeah, gangster. love, et cetera, And et cetera. so simultaneously, Shonoff is the shogun of Harlem who wants <laughs> to fight in him. In this world where every, <laughs> every black kid yeah. in Harlem is super, like, just, like, really into Asians. So that, that was a real thing, though. Is, is that? All right. Oh, that, sure. no, that actually happened. Uh, have, you heard of the, have you heard of the Wu-Tang Clan? Like, well, where do you see that? <laughs> I wrote that down. My first note oh my that God. I wrote was... I'm going to kill this nigga before this part. The first note I wrote down when watching this last night was The Last Dragon has to be... At least partially the inspiration for the Wu Tang Clan. I didn't. I don't know. I never heard of this so movie. Gotta, I know the you Wu-Tang have to realize, Klan. man. There were certain movies that had a profound effect on, uh, like hip hop culture or hip hop culture, black culture, American culture as a whole. Yeah, this seems to have. Listen, I've, yeah. You ever seen a movie called? Forgive me. Forgive me for digressing just a little totally, bit. Totally. That's all we did, man. You ever Go seen ahead. a movie called Paid in Full? Paid in Full. I've I never heard, heard of it. it. Paid in full. It's it's. Um, when did it come out? <clears throat> this was uh, was it early? Was it late nineties or early two thousand? Okay, that that's good enough uh, for me. But then. it takes place in yeah. the eighties. Okay. Um, it's um, it's Makai Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, uh, the uh, I can't remember his name. He's been in some. In in any event, um, uh, these guys are selling uh, you know, drugs. <laughs> and in New York City, and they have a, a very distinct moment in the movie, and they say, "Yo, when Scarface came out, it changed everything." Yeah, right. Everybody in New York wanted to be Scarface. Right. Everybody started selling. Everybody, you know, this was the new thing. That's when people fuck like, weed, fuck yeah. everything else. I want to sell coke, and I want to do. Yeah. Coke I want to, and I want to, I want to live that life. I want to come up. That was the impact that this. Sing, this single movie mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. So that's one point I want to make. Yeah, yeah. Before that, it was Kung Fu. It was Bruce Lee movies. Right, know? right, right. It was Enter the Dragon, The Way of the Dragon. Right. Uh, it was uh, uh, Chinese Connection. Fist it, of Fury. Fist yeah. of Fury. It, this was, and everybody was doing fake moves, <laughs> right? Th- yeah. th- this was a real uh, uh, effect that uh, uh, Chinese um, uh, kung fu movies had yeah. on American culture right. and namely black culture. You know, this was <laughs> motherfuckers was really in the house while your parents gone doing little fly yeah. shit. Nobody knew what the fuck they were really doing. Wow, I did. I missed this. You man. know, but I, this was oh. motherfuckers. Oh, 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 oh. 
Marsh, a lot, watch it, a lot of that. In this, this is movie. affected why this podcast is so dope. No smoke, mm. no blowing, no Thank smoke you. up your ass. Thank you. Because hey. move, you talking to someone that is a movie buff. Okay. Because it has such a profound effect. On, even though it's fantasy, mm. we're looking at it in awe. Why do you think Avengers and shit is so dope? Everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And even when uh, you know, um, I, I saw, I can't remember where. Or who said this on what interview? They were like, "Yeah, man, back in the day, you wanted a revolver from Dirty Harry movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wanted a revolver. You wanted to be like Dirty Harry. But then, fast forward, let's just—I'll just say Scarface again. Scarface, mm-hmm. motherfuckers pulling out shit that you got to hold with two hands. Like, yeah. yo, what the Tommy fuck is gun. that? Yeah, yo, I want that. <laughs> fuck the dirt. Fuck the six shooter. Yeah. Right. I want that shit that you need a backstrap to carry around. So, man, th- you know this. Uh, uh, speaking to the effect that movies have on society, Kung Fu and Chinese movies, it was the shit back then. It was the Avengers movies back then. Yeah. L- let me yeah. ask real quick, where did you grow up? Houston, because, Texas. So man. in Houston, you guys felt this. Oh, come What? This was not, this is nationwide, because this is a New York, you know, it takes place in New York. We're it takes in, New place York in New York right but now. You have to realize, I grew up on a movie. So someone that was already an adult when this movie came out, that was already in their 20s or 30s, yeah. probably didn't. Have the same effect, of course. Yeah. So this movie yeah, yeah. came out in '85, right? This yes, came out in '85. I was born in '85. Right. Wow. So I literally you watched grew this, up watching mm-hmm. this movie. You watched this like in hindsight because you know it had mean? already come out. Yeah. So, so I, I, I I'm uh, I'm gonna be forty. So I saw the first movie I ever saw was in the theater was 1985, which was Rocky IV, and I still remember exactly like my dad taking me to the theater. So mm-hmm. I've I've always I've been a movie kid my whole life, and mm-hmm. the, and it's, there's a lot to unpack with what you just said because. One of the things I think is interesting is movies both create and reflect culture. Mm-hmm. So Scarface is, a, you know, about this Cuban community in the '80s and the drug mm-hmm. culture. It's supposed to be reflecting this reality. Obviously, it's overblown and operatic, mm-hmm. but then it influenced like drug culture mm-hmm. and hip hop culture after the fact, mm-hmm. to where you can't, you know, everyone's got a Scarface poster mm-hmm. in their in their house. Yeah, cribs. Everybody has Scarface. Yeah, and we literally do cribs. Yeah. You know? And, in, in, and it's interesting because I think I think one, cultural appropriation is one of the most like bogus concepts. Cultures are constantly fluid and mm-hmm. playing off each other and interacting with each other. Yeah, and it's, boring, yeah. it's interesting. And I mean, also, like, well, that's how they're created. That's how yeah. new cultures are created. You take another culture, you mix it with another yeah. culture, and that's kind of what this movie does. It takes kung fu culture, you mix it with like an urban like setting, and and it actually took effect in real life, is what Ken's saying yeah. right now. And I'm totally yeah. like, I'm Sicilian. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I motherfuckers didn't have no glow, but right. yeah, yeah. This, we it, wanted it, that. Was truly I can't uh, when you were doing the moves, you're picturing yourself with oh, that show. On, maybe that show enough red glow or the yellow gold yeah, glow. Yeah, man. That and even that that's got. like a little Star Wars with like the two different like lightsabers. Yeah, right. Good like, versus evil. I felt you know, that. very I felt smart. That. So the movie is made by Barry Gordy, Barry who was the founder of Motown Records. It's clearly it, it would have been an amazing 15-minute movie. It's like it's so many music videos in this <laughs> mm-hmm. this movie. There's so much great music. And unfortunately, too, like a lot of It really of those, is a great sound. Elder, yeah, Bar- Elder Barge. Like Elder Barge, Barge, who I love back in the day, was like a like kind of Prince-like. Yeah. Vanity, who was a Prince acolyte. Of course. Then, you have, then you have Rockwell, who's Barry Gordy's son. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, who had one hit record with Michael Jackson singing uh, the chorus. Of, oh, of the yeah. Song. And what's yeah. the young lady who sung Fire, Fire, Fire. Oh, I don't even remember who that That's is. highlighted in this movie. I don't know who that is. Is, but, but um, Laura, some shit like something that. like that they, so they the, have her name in the yeah. fucking thing so the some movie. of the some of the stuff is cheesy and dated but like just it like, still holds like up, i said that yeah. that ending the fight sequence between just, movies so pop and i'll say this one thing sorry for backtracking just a little yeah. bit and we were talking about you know how movies affect and things of that nature yeah. we talking about scarface i'm from houston the biggest and most probably influential rapper from my city you know what his name is? Scarface. Scarface. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scarface. Well, I'm, there you no, go. I'm Sicilian, and like even like mafia culture influences hip-hop, too. Like, oh, there's hell so yeah. many rock of, and there's rock of, like, rock there's all of these like names. Records, you know, um, the black Gam- Frank White. Gambino. Yeah. Even though they come like, from another movie. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, exactly. The Godfather. The, the black Frank White. Mm. Biggie Smalls called himself the black Frank White. Yeah. We name. know who Frank White do you know who Frank White is? It's a great name. Um, oh my God, man. I'm going to keep saying it's a great name. Get rid of this motherfucker. <laughs> no, the movie, bring- King of New York, man. King of yeah. New Christopher York. Christopher Walken, Frank White. 
Biggie what? Smalls would often refer to That's another great himself. 80s okay. movie. So that movie was... Uh, I had no idea. Teach that me. movie was directed by Abel Ferrara, what who I actually met a couple years ago. The guy is fucking insane, Abel Ferrara. Like, really? I, I went with him to a 99 cent store in Williamsburg. Like, what? He's never... This guy doesn't know how to like go to a 99 cent It was one of the most insane experiences of, of my life. Well, what, what my happened? buddy was his personal assistant. And I drove his girlfriend to Providence, Rhode Island, to pick up her cats. Mm. She because their like personal driver wanted wanted like seven hundred bucks to drive her to Rhode Island. I was like, I'll do it for three fifty. So I spent the day with this girl, and then she's like, Oh, you should meet Abel. So we go into this dope apartment in Williamsburg that the, the production is paying for. And and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Oh, nice to meet you. Got to go. He's he's cursing at his laptop, typing. He's like, You know, they give you they give you two years to type the movie, and then they give you two weeks to, to do the rewrites. These motherfuckers. And I'm like, All right, well, I'm gonna go because I don't. He's like, No, no, stick around, man. He's like, You a movie guy, man? He goes, Hold on. And I'm just like standing there. Then he he puts on a sweater like he's no one has ever put a sweater on, and they're like he's like trapped inside the sweater, <laughs> trying to what? find his way out. This is a seven year old man who's a, a successful movie director. We walk to. A 99 cent store He's got to buy A dustpan He doesn't know What a dustpan is So he, he pantomimes What he needs to do he's And I was really like really that detached he's, he's a former heroin addict Like out of his mind He's like yo This is a rich ghetto You know what a rich ghetto is A rich ghetto is People don't know That a gallon of milk Not supposed to cost $8 That's a rich ghetto I was like well, Okay that sounds great He's he's Italian from like Mulberry Street, oh my but God. like a thirty year heroin addict, like out of his mind. But directed King of New York, which is another awesome. It's another classic, like eighties New York movie that Wesley Snipes. That's when kind of you kind of first see Wesley Snipes. Mm. You first see Laura, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, oh, wow. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, a young man, that's oh, great cast right there. Uh, and so the movie that he was working on when I met him, he called Christopher Walken. To do him a favor, and Christopher Walken would not return his phone calls. <laughs> so that should tell you a little, a little bit about how crazy this guy is. But like, brilliant, like maniac, amazing guy. So that's that fine line between he said, genius and madness. He said, um, he goes, even when you're broke, fly first class because you're never going to meet somebody in coach who's going to finance your movie. And I was like, <gasps> that's how you roll. Damn, that's that is that's good gangster. That's a that's gangster. Good that's gangster advice. Yeah. I gotta get funnier. But um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the last dragon man is. I could tell you so many parts of that movie that's just so dope, and I could tell you why. You know, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. You know how dope this movie is, man. It's so reflecting, and I take personal. Um, I give this movie a lot of credit for the way I am now, and I'll make that make sense a little later, right? <clears throat> the movie starts. He's already the master. Yeah. The movie starts. He's already the master, but he has no idea. Right. His sensei sees it, but he doesn't know. He's going through this long journey, like he said, and he's going through meeting all these people and going all this extra shit, blah, blah, blah. It isn't until the end till he realizes he's the master. Till he's, he's He's essentially facing death. Right. To where he has to draw some extra shit out of him right. to survive. In the final phase. And then he says, oh shit, I've had this inside me the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How more clear of a message do you need yeah. for, for self-confidence to say, like, whatever that it is that you're trying to accomplish, whatever journey that you're on, or whatever it is that you're trying to do, everything you have, it, this is going to be the cheesiest shit ever said on your podcast, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's already inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's already there. It's already that's now. A, it's a, it probably takes the journey to extract it. Yeah. But when your movie, when your individual movie starts, your life, you're already who you are. Yeah. You're already the master. You're already the motherfucker, man. But it are it, it takes whatever it, got, it takes and whatever journey to to bring it out. Ken, you're talking to somebody who watches the Rocky Four training montage <laughs> <laughs> a couple times the a week. Dragonfly. You're not. You're like before. Basically, I before I do push-ups, I put that shit on. So you're like you're not gonna say anything. That I disagree with, or I think is cheesy. I think you're right on. And I, one of the things I love about '80s movies is they're not afraid yeah, to be to, to earnest get that and yeah. pure. Yeah, yeah. Man. everything is so, like, and we we talk about this all the time. It's like, oh god, is it so hard to be Batman now? Are you are you you know, is it hard being Spider Man? Uh -huh. Like, it's like, how about a little bit of joy in your life? Like, yeah, how about it, how about you enjoy the fact that you're kicking ass? And this movie is like so much fun and so playful. Mm -hmm. And if that's cheesy. And corny, like so what? Who hey, cares? Let it be, man. Yeah. It ages well. This this type of cheese. Yeah. This is like this is hilarious to watch. It's fun to watch, and there's like 
that nice feeling you get when you watch that final scene when he realizes his confidence and that's everything because you've been watching it the whole movie you're like this guy literally is a killing machine like everyone he faces he's just but he barely has a problem with and he's just not that guy to walk around and say hey i can whoop anybody's ass in here right you know not and then that that was the way you know the uh, that's the teachings of kung fu Right. It's like, yeah, we're gonna, you're gonna learn how That's to. That's why he things, didn't like show enough, but non-confrontational. Show enough, yeah. right? Show enough was like the antithesis. He was like yeah, the anti-hero, the perfect good versus. And he evil. wasn't, and he isn't really the most evil dude in the movie. Obviously, no, he's kind of like a tool of the real bad guy, who's right? The, who's the, uh, the, I guess, business he just wants guy. to prove his his his. He wants skill. the one on one. He turns the money Bruce down. Leroy. Yeah, yeah. and the then uh, of course Eddie Arcadian. That guy's a fucking... Eddie Arcadian yeah. is the one that has a vendetta against uh, Vanity. And it, it, it kind of comes together perfectly. He has a vendetta against Vanity. Right. She won't put my girlfriends... She won't make my lady a star. Right. Yeah. And I'm essentially doing this for myself because... Yeah, that's what it, I want to be the one to say, hey, look, I got you to the this power. place. But yeah. in, in any event... <clears throat> so now he has a personal thing against Vanity. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm going to attack Vanity. I want nothing to do with Bruce Leroy, but Bruce Leroy is protecting Vanity because they have this... This thing, this synergy, they like each other, whatever. So now, okay, I have to get you out the way so I can get advantage. So yeah. now you got two people coming at you. All I want to do was find the master, some dumb goy. Yeah, so, some dumb goy. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is hilarious. We'll get into that in a second. I second. never got the joke until you pointed some it out to me. Some dumb guy. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, I got <laughs> it right never away. Got that? You didn't no, get you, that? you said it to me. I didn't think about it. I, I got it right away. I was like, dumb goy. I knew it when he said it to him to send him on the initial journey. I was like, some this is going to be some fake shit. I, this is just going to be like a this, fake I'm, guy. I go, like, I just believe what I'm told. Like, I'm, I, <laughs> I just I, believe what I'm told. I often, like. white man would say. I like to think I'm an intelligent person, but sometimes I just take things at face value yeah, and man. i don't think about oh, i'm like oh yeah it's the oh. same joke as uh you ever see a um i guess it's in the black community like somebody will post a picture getting a pedicure okay and, they, and they'll post the it's like they'll post a picture of their foot they got their foot in a little mm-hmm. water the little fucking and, thing and yeah. the young lady is an asian young lady they're, they're sort of like oh yeah everybody this is some dumb hoe <laughs> <laughs> you see i mean like that that's in the black community so, but yeah, that should be a, shared so to i guess community. with that me in <laughs> being a product of the community i came from as soon as i hear mm-hmm. some dumb guy i was like oh some dumb guy right yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it's a play on I remember, nobody. Do you remember when the air, the, the, the plane crash, some intern hacked the news station about the, the story of the plane crash and they started naming the pilot and the victims and it was like, bang, ding, ow. No. Uh, we go down. Uh, there was an, And then they that, read it on the air. That sounds, um, that sounds, that sounds Dude, weird. there's another one where it's like, a, a we, oh God, I got to find the clip. I'll play it. I'll, I'll find this and play so it like, live. I, I tend to get lost in the fantasy of the movie, which is why I'm not, I'm like not looking for the joke because I'm I'm like, oh, this is this is movie is about him looking for mm-hmm. the master. I remember being really upset when I found out that the master was a, a fortune cookie making machine. Like I, you know what I mean? Like You're I'm supposed like, to be. I buy into some dumb guy. The story of the movie, like that, and that's why I don't notice those jokes sometimes. Because like, oh no, I just want to believe that this is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I'll say this: you, you remember the uh, the uh, he brought up the the scene where they had the the TV playing in the pizza shop with uh, Daddy Green's Pizza. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. they was playing uh, Eddie Arcadian's girlfriend's uh, uh, video. Yeah, okay, Martin, the sh- the TV show with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, sure. You seen that? Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, now you're talking nineties. Close yeah, one. Yeah, 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 I was, yeah, yeah. was, was going to put that motherfucker through the wall, man. <laughs> Cole, mm-hmm. Cole Brown, from Martin. He's, yeah, he's one of the. It's, oh yeah, it's Martin, it's Tommy, yep. and it's Cole. Right. Cole is in that scene. Oh wow! Which guy is he? He doesn't speak. He doesn't speak. You have to look for him. You're not going to notice him. Just he's not very overt. He's you really have. I. It would take someone to point him out. Like, hey, look, that's him right there. Okay. And of course, he's a teenager. He's a child. Is he a customer in the shop? Yeah, he's he's kicking it with uh, Bruce Leroy's younger brother. Oh yeah, and he's great. <laughs> he's I think the he's best the, actor in the movie. Like he's really yeah. good. He was also in New Jack City. He oh, nailed shit. it as he a was child also in actor. New Jack City. This is an example of when a child actor is good. And it makes the movie better versus usually when the chi- there's a child actor in a movie and he, and he sucks yeah. and he takes away from the entire movie. Yeah, his and name is Leo guy, O'Brien. Yeah, uh-huh. he's fucking, and he died tra- tragically. So this movie, it's a lot of, <laughs> so Vanity, we talked about when we did Action Jackson, she yeah, died we, in her 50s. Mm-hmm. Of, By the way, can I just say shouts out 
the Oof. hottest black woman probably of the last four to five decades. I think I'm in Arguably, love with her Hannity. and Pam Greer. She are makes the, 80s hair look fucking like her, currently sexy. Her and Pam Greer are Big two of the most beautiful women ever in the movie. She's unbelievably there. attractive. There it's insane, there, man. dude. Oh, man. And then you know what's so great about it? And forgive me, it's another uh, digress one more time. You know what's great about what was so great about Vanity? Uh-huh. Not a big old ass, not no, a big old no, no, no. chest, just a nice slim frame, perfectly brown skin, man. And it's yeah. just gorgeous face. face. Flawless. Yeah. The face is oh, man. she could be she's like a just, statue, dude. Like you could make, make art over her. And I bet she I bet mm-hmm. she's one of those where you saw her with no makeup on and she looked oh, stunning. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's just that's like one cool. just you, she's in a t shirt and she's killing every other Unfortunately, bitch. she was passing the crack pipe with every every big star <sighs> in the eighties. Like Rick hey, she went from Rick James to the Prince. Yeah, but it just makes her cool. Nikki Six. It just makes her fucking She said it just makes her cool. She's like She's like, who? Who is the most fucked up? And like, where can I find like these regular crackheads are not crackhead enough yeah. for me. Like, she's like, she's literally dumping like under, under she's dumping like triple A crackheads for like major league crackheads like throughout AAA the eighties. And all right, relax. That's my girl. Come no, on. Like, I, I mean, I I'm love getting her. A little it breaks bit. my heart. I, I want to. Well, I want to feel like if I was there at that time, I would have. Right. I would have helped her. I would have gotten her out. She yeah, wouldn't man. have fucking but, looked at you. Dude. <laughs> she, she's hanging out with Prince, dude. She'd be like, "Oh, do you have a podcast? It's the future." <laughs> what the fuck is there's, this world? There's no money in, in in recording music anymore. I want to be in the future of podcasting. Ironically enough, she was a drug addict in Action Jackson. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yep, we, yep, we did yep, talk yep, about yep. that in that episode too. That was the second um, episode. But man. yeah, I hated so that movie, she though. passed away. Uh, Leo O'Brien, who plays the young brother, who's really like great in this movie. He had and one he, small scene in New Jack City, real, real mm. small scene when they're looking. I think uh, Nito Brown relocated, and uh, Ice T walks up. Yo, man, you know I can find Nito Brown. There's a stoop full of teenagers. Yeah, there's a stoop full of like teenage boys. And then this uh the the one that's talking the most is like, yo, man, I ain't telling you shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Nino Brown brought the whole team new uniforms, man. So you can kiss my ass. Matter of fact, this dude is a cop. Everybody run. That was him. That was Bruce Leroy's guy. I mean, he was he's got a great delivery, and he's just um he's so much cooler than his older brother, the main character. Yeah, how how f- Dope is that? He's yeah, yeah. fucking. He's getting like, advice from his right. younger brother, and he's right. That's and the thing. Right. Like if he's saying. I mean, at the end of the day, she ends up. Uh, Vanity ends up falling in love with Leroy. But everything Leroy's little brother is saying is on point. And Leroy is a fucking nerd. Like throughout the beginning yeah. of this movie. Hold on, I just found this clip. I, I kind of want to play it. This is that some. What, what was the thing? Something. Some, some dumb goy. Some dumb goy. All right. So this happened in real life a couple of years ago. This is a newscast. Just, just take a listen. Coroner is still trying to determine the cause of death and whether she was already dead when the truck hit her. We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names Some of the Ting four Wong. pilots who were on board the flight. Hold they on, are they're gonna, yeah. Sum Ting Wong, We Too Low, Lee <laughs> Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. There's an intern that got like fired for this, but no shit, he got fired. Yo, realest guy of 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 all time. That no guy that got way. that up. Something wrong. What a dumb person who reads that and goes, "This is tr- this is the news." We too low. We too low is the most creative. W i t u l o. We too low. Three names. Apologies. So, so Apologize this, to our Asian American listeners. Holy fuck. <laughs> Which there are none of probably. This fucking, um, this is what I thought of immediately when I heard him say. Some dumb guy. And I knew it was going to be some bullshit. I just knew it. Yeah. No Asian is actually named like that. I don't know. <sighs> the man. motherfucking last dragon, man. Yeah. Yo. So, so. I'm like getting, I'm getting like on the style. I'm getting like emotional thinking about this. Sorry. It makes me think about my childhood. It makes me think about like, and again, this, again, this is why these movies mean so much to me is it reminds me of a time when I was oh, yeah. living in the fantasy of these movies. Yeah. And I remember I was a kid in Jersey and I wanted to be in New York city. I, you know, I, I, I took Taekwondo lessons. Mm. I wanted to be either Rocky or Schwarzenegger or like oh, wait, wait. a ninja. What, what year did you take Taekwondo lessons? Probably like 87, 88, 89. Boom! Yeah, no, no, of course, of course. No, that was a Wait, you did? That was a time period. I'm telling you, this was a real... No, no, I was born in 85, so... So you never took lessons in the 90s? no, I'm lying. I did. Yeah, you probably I did take like Tiger Shulman, some weird shit. I didn't didn't last too long. I neither. I may have told this story on this podcast, but I I went to Mr... It was Master Shim's Taekwondo in Elizabeth, New Jersey. 
There was like uh, yeah, yeah, go on. There was like three hundred kids in every class because at that time it was so hot. Yeah, there, it was, it was, it was a thing, huge class. It was it was like yoga. <laughs> so I have one one memory. I was I was all the way in the back and I had to pee while we were meditating. I got a close story. And so you remember in Karate Kid, you know the the black Cobra Kai. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? That kid. He was also in, in Revenge of the Nerds. The black guy in Revenge of the Nerds. He was in uh, Karate Kid? Yeah, he's one of the Cobra really? Kai. He's the only black guy, okay. Cobra Kai. And the only reason I bring him up is because there was a, a black instructor in the Taekwondo class who he was the spinning image of that guy. And I remember trying to get his attention from the back of the class saying, I have to, I have to go to the bathroom. Everyone's mm-hmm. meditating. And he's got to get permission to, leave from, the, yeah. for let me, to let me leave. So he goes, Psst, and he makes a, like a motion like this kid's got to go, Psst, and he's doing like a pissing like a fountain in front of the whole class because <laughs> he's trying to like get permission whether or not I'm allowed to go to the bathroom. And he's literally in front of the whole class just going, Psh! hilarious, like moving his hand up and down. And then the other time was Master Shim got pissed because a kid couldn't break a board. So he went down there, grabbed the board really aggressively and like made the kid break the board. And it was like, oh my God. it was like a moment where it's like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to make sure these kids Pass the test, and it's like Master Shin sounds like an asshole. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was he was mad aggro. I don't know how he ended up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I but. could top that story, right? I'm taking. I remember when I was in elementary, they would pass out these flyers. By the way, a flyer, <coughs> uh, was a right, piece of right paper. Right You're a very funny man. Paper we get with it. a lot yeah, of information uh-huh. on it. Yeah, you know that you see online now. You call it an Instagram post. Yeah, yeah, but it was a it was a something physical. You, could, I feel like I feel like this sounds more like a meme. Yeah, a meme. Are we but talking about? um, so they were every year. Or semester, they would hand out these flyers for self-defense classes, right? And uh, I think my uncle was doing one. Um, um, let me be very clear. The, the, my aunt's husband at the time, he was, he was interested. So my mother was like, yeah, you should do it with him. And the dojo was this guy's garage. Yeah. Right? All right, it was here in, we go. In a guy's garage. It was me. Let's say the class was maybe eight people or something like it's that. It's very fishy. So, right, man, you know, we in there, you know, I got my white belt on. We just had a little sweats, a little T-shirt, you know. Some guy now was a green. One guy was a yellow belt, you know. So, we was in a small class, but he taught it out of his garage. And just like you, I had to piss like a racehorse one day. But we needed, like you said, needed permission to leave. We couldn't just walk out of the quote-unquote dojo. So... We're going through whatever exercise we're going. I'm like, I don't want to interrupt. Let's finish the class. And then afterwards, I'll, I'll go to the restroom. So I'm holding it. I'm holding it. I'm holding it. I'm holding it. So finally, I get to the point. I was like, yo, this, I, need to, I need to let it loose, man. I can't. Hunt. I was like, hey, can I go to the <laughs> piss Oh, everywhere. no. <laughs> Just right out the road. Piss oh. everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere, unintentional, son. You didn't mean I'm it. I'm talking. It was just my oh. bladder was like a fucking water balloon, man. Because I did. He made it very clear, like, yo, when we in here, yeah. we here to work. Yeah, no, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. no bullshit, man. If you interrupt the the class, it better be for a good reason. So in my mind, I'm like, yo, I can't interrupt the fucking class while yeah. saying, let's go to. The, I need to go to the bathroom. I hold it, and through like the class, let's say maybe an hour, an hour and a half long. It's a 45 minutes. I can't remember. So I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding. This shit is just, just swelling, man. My bladder is swelling. And then I finally get the courage. I say, uh, Sensei, can I go to... <laughs> I'm talking like... So you. So this is... Okay, so let me, let me just do the play-by-play. So you, how old are you again? I may be maybe, 10. Okay, oh, prime embarrassment years. I may be so 10. This scarred you. This might be why you're a comedian. So you got the attention of the rest of the room. And then and immediately, then immediately after, started pissed on myself. <laughs> It's so hard being a kid, especially when you like. I had this. I had this problem too because I would listen. It's so hard being a kid. No, because when you like, when oh, you listen God. and you don't want to be a bad kid, mm-hmm. you like. And sometimes adults will say something and you don't. You don't get the nuance, mm-hmm. so you listen to exactly what right. they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, if the guy knew that you were about to explode, he would have <laughs> yeah, been like, "Fucking bad." And then but you're thinking, we, "I just want to. I want to be a good kid." Yeah, emergency. We get way. in the car. We're like, the shit is over. We finished, man. No, we get man. in the car. As soon as we get in the car, my uncle is laughing his ass off. <laughs> Lady's like, you motherfucker, you couldn't hold your pissy. I say, man, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Son, Not sensitive was, at all. It was but... a river of That's my family. Yeah, that yeah, was my yeah. family. So, what's, so I don't know too many Houstonians, and you're a New Yorker now, but you definitely- you I'm still def- a Houstonian. You definitely carry yourself like- you're from the south and you're from Houston. Thank God. And you got you got a different kind of like style to you than, yeah, than a man. New Yorker. I love it, man. 
and apparently, you know, um, um, you know, the people here love it. You know, uh, someone said something to me recently. It was like, yeah, how long you been here? I said, I've been here for five years. Oh, yeah, 10 years. You know, you become a real New Yorker. I'm like, nah, you can keep that. Uh, yeah. I don't want to Yeah, be yeah, you don't want Yeah, fuck that. You know, I will forever be a man that was born and raised in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. that moved to New York City, you know, to, to pursue a dream, a vision, what have you. You know, but I love talking the way I talk. I love sounding the way I sound. Yeah. I love thinking the way I think. You know, I love referring myself in third person, which I do, which Ken Boyd does on a record. <laughs> I was waiting for it. The, whole, the whole time we were texting about this, Ken Boyd was referring to Ken Boyd as Ken Son, Boyd. Ken Boyd's going to be 15 minutes late. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Q train is running. I bet you have that one saved. Copy. <laughs> I really should. Because <laughs> Ken Boyd is often 15 minutes late. But I love it, man. I love who I am. I love the way I dress, man. Yeah, I like yeah. when I really, really put an outfit together, man. And, you know, I love being... Um, <clears throat> someone that's not from here. And uh, even when I meet women, you know, just the, the simple fact, of, oh, I love your accent. I love the way you talk. You think I want to get rid of that? No, dude, yeah. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, man. Definitely and, not. You know, I mean, you know, what used to blow my mind, man, when people start acting, you know, to get a voice coach and, mm. yeah, you got to get rid of that accent. What the fuck for? Yeah. Really, man? What the fuck for? I mean, because, you know, if the world is not diverse, then what is it? You know, if everyone looks alike, everyone sounds alike, everyone has the same... Mind frame, the same mentality, man. That what, and that's not even that shit makes me flaccid, man. And I don't want yeah, yeah. to live in a world that like that, soft man. Dick shit, yeah. You know, I love. But, no, that's what's interesting about New York is that real we quick, have that. Yeah, yeah. Real on. quick example, man. Sure. Um, in a couple of days, I'll be going back to Houston. Uh, my sister's uh, retiring from the Navy. Oh, congrats! Right. Wow. Yeah, twenty years, man. Thank you for your service. Yeah, that bitch. Shouts out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, nah, that's, I, he nah, said it. Now nah, that's my girl, man. Yeah. But uh, uh, so she has these uh, colors. That that's part of the theme of the retirement party. Navy blue, mm. of course. Okay. And ivory and like a, a rose gold or some shit like mm. that. And so my other sister's very gun ho on or, uh, orchestrating who's gonna wear what, and you the women are gonna wear this, and the men are gonna wear that. And yeah. So she calls me, hey, I want to talk to you about your outfit. Hey, look, uh, 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 look here, I'm gonna wear. Ken Boy's gonna wear what Ken Boy's gonna wear. <laughs> And I ain't, I ain't gonna look. I ain't trying to look like nobody else at that party. So don't put me in the same color, in the same suit, yeah. in the same whatever pocket square that another motherfucker's doing. I know the colors. I'm gonna put my own shit together. I'm gonna be fly. I'm gonna be sexy. But don't expect me to have some. That shit. It it turns me off. Yeah, yeah. Ken Boyd didn't enlist. Ken Boyd's a civilian. Oh, I actually love. Oh no, no, no. Both my sisters enlisted actually. Yeah, both my sisters. Do you come from military family before? Just that? those two, no, yeah. just those two. But their wow. their father, my uh, me and my uh, sisters, we have two different fathers. Mm. Uh, me and them, my other two sisters, they have the same father. He passed away uh, uh, when they were children, mm. and he was an army man, if I'm not mistaken. So, <clears throat> so they went to the navy, mm. and then everyone, you know, was looking at me because I'm the last of the three. So everyone was looking at me. Yeah, so you next. Nigga, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to somebody's college. I'm going to somebody's classroom, but I ain't enlisted. I ain't got the heart for it, man. That shit yeah. ain't for me. Yeah, and I actually have material about it. You know? You seen me do that before? About, no, 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 about not Son, man, look here. This is my real uh, outlook on the service, right? And anybody listening, man, I don't know, you know, I don't, you, know, you might not agree, you might not understand, but it's some, especially your sister. Someone listening is <laughs> going to understand exactly what okay. I'm mean, right? So this is how I knew I wasn't cut out for the military. You ever do this? You ever watch a, a movie, like a war movie, and it's a big battle scene happening, and it's a lot of gunfire and explosions and shit happening all over the place, a lot of people dying. You ever watch a movie like that, and you had this thought come to your mind, and like, yo, if that was me, I'd just lay down and play like I was dead already. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would legit get another dead body of and course. lay on top of mine. Just hide the entire I don't, time. That's I don't have a heart for it, man. Yeah. Son, I used to watch these movies like, nigga, you can die from doing this? Kiss my ass. My thought was always, okay, and this is probably bad for anyone in the service, but whatever. I, this is why I'm not cut out for it either. Like, I can't believe people just don't walk in the other direction. As the motherfuckers are walking in one direction, I'm like, all right, well, we're getting shot at. It is a different type of mind frame. Yeah, those guys are into it. It's a different type of mind frame that I flat, and I'll be the first to admit that I do not have. Yes, I am totally with you. So I applaud. Anyway, everyone I'm at a show and I find out someone's military, man, I tell them, give big round applause, and I tell them, hey, man, I didn't do that for a cheap round of applause. I have serious admiration. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do not have the heart. I'm gone. 
Yeah. You understand me? Right, right, right. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, yeah. you got me thinking about my... So uh, my cousin is also named Peter Garacci. We're both named after our grandfather. Very he and Italian I could not be thing to do, more different. But yeah. he um, didn't get good grades. He was a soccer player. Hmm. And he wanted to play soccer, but he couldn't play in college. So he got recruited by the Army to play soccer for the Army. And they said, listen, come join the Army. You're going to play soccer on military bases around the world. That's all you're going to do is play soccer. This was like April of 2001. September 11 mm, happens. He's in, he's in Kuwait. He never plays a game of soccer in six years in the Army. He's in Kuwait the whole, the whole time. Gets out of the Army, um, and then he's done. he's done. He did his six years. And then somehow he got roped. He like decided to sign up for like the reserves to be a recruiter, and then he screwed something up, and they tried to reship him out to Kuwait. And I had to go with him to a base in Queens to like talk him out of this. Oh, they were, told they were, me about They were going to literally yeah. send him to Kuwait in like two weeks because he messed up on some paperwork or something. Hmm. And I had to basically help him to prevent that. So he's out now. He's done with his service. And then he re-signs up. Now he's an officer in the Army. He's in Korea right now in the DMZ, in the demilitarized zone, doing like occupational therapy. And I'm like, you motherfucker, I want my day back that I spent with you in Queens getting you out of the army so that you could just get back in the army again. All because a young man wanted to play soccer. All because he wanted to play soccer. But like, again, he, that, the army made a man out of him. Like even his mm. father said, like he was, a, the kid was a screw up and he became like, he's an officer, like see him in uniform. So he's, but got, again, the, he's got the glow now. He does have the power. He has the power of the glow. He definitely has the power of the glow. The power of the glow. But again, yo. like I'm, I'm, I might be the, the younger brother being like, no, I want vanity, but I can't have her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah. To bring it, full circle this movie i guess i'm a huge karate kid person like karate kid is my favorite movie of all time uh, if i didn't have karate kid in my life this might be the martial arts movie to take place up to take that me, place it's, it's near and dear to my heart and i'll tell you why man this, i'm about to make sense what i said earlier and uh made me uh i am the way i am in part of the characters in this movie and things that they or the message of this movie right <clears throat> so me us stand-up comedians man Mm-hmm. We go on stage, man, every night in front of strangers, right? Mm-hmm. It could go left, it could go right, we don't know. You know, versus a, uh, a kung fu match, it's one, you versus one other guy. Yeah. yeah. Or in the movies, it's one versus 10 or whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So when we get on stage, no matter how likable you are or how good you are, every time, no matter if you agree with this or not, it's you versus the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You, you can turn it and you can get them on your side, but before you step on that stage, it's you versus them. Yeah. Yep, so yep. it's either going to be you or it's going to be them. Somebody's going to win. Yep. So now, I'm taking a long way home, but I'm about to make it make sense, right? When I'm, um, if I'm in the green room and uh, I'm closing out a show, right? The host will go up, start the show, come in the green room. I'll ask the host, hey, man, how's the. Uh, How's the crowd? Yeah, they're a little rough, man. They, you know, they're a little tight. I couldn't get them. Here come the first comic after he got them. Hey, how's the, how's the crowd? Yeah, they cold, man. Yeah, they're a little tight, man. They, they weird. Okay. I asked the second, third, fourth. How's the crowd? Oh, they rough. They rough. They rough. None of this sways my confidence. Mm-hmm. Ken Boyd knows he can go up there and, mm-hmm. and create uh, a certain level of, provide a certain level of decibels in this crowd. And I can go right up and bam, without e- even though it's failure after failure after failure, I know there's something in me, the glow, mm-hmm. that I can go up and present my, my authentic, natural self and succeed. But I didn't, I'm 10 years in. I probably just came into this heightened level of confidence in the last couple of years. Now, I'm the same person I was when I first started. Stand- I'm not the same comedian, but I'm the same person. Just like Bruce yeah. Leroy, he was the same person at the top of the movie. He didn't realize he was the master until the end, until he went through the journey. I'm sure I had to come here to New York and experience what I experienced and do yeah. these shit shows at 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. and host in front of two people. Oh, God. Literally, yeah. two yep. people. I've done it, yeah. You know, and perform it's in, in front of a, a, a group of uh, there's a sold-out crowd, but there's a group of 25 that came together, and everybody's drunk, and they, oh, yeah. they want nothing more than to be heard in the show, and they think their <laughs> jokes are better than yours, yeah. or it's a, a, a gang of niggas from fucking New Jersey <laughs> that's wanted, that wants to roast everybody that goes on stage. So I yeah. had to experience these things and really sit back, man. What I'm about to say, man, y'all might think I'm crazy. I had to really experience these things for me to, re- in recent years, to sit back and say, yo, nigga, I'm really... 
I'm better than a lot of these motherfuckers out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. That's no, not crazy. You know yeah. what it is? New York City is your Chinese fortune cookie factory. Yes. Yeah, you, you got here yes. and you found out the whole time you already had it. Like, yo, I'm really, yo, I, am I the master? <laughs> you might be <laughs> the master. So in recent years, I have to, because, man, look. What's this fucking green shit coming out of my arms, <laughs> dude? Oh, shit. So, man, you know, when we all first start, we all got the same level of humility. Yeah. We all got, we all humble, we all, because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Um, but we all look mm-hmm. at this person, whoever it may be, you know, it's like, wow, this dude, he is good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wow, if I could get like that, Jesus Christ. And then, you know, this the, this would be the person that, you know, you look into. And if you're lucky enough, you can get under their wing and pick their ear and pick yeah. their brain, get in their ear, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But then at a certain point, inevitably, there's going to be a detach where you're no longer this person's protege. You're you. You become the man or the comedian that you're going to be for the rest of your life. Or you start the journey to becoming that person Mm -hmm. or comedian. So in the last recent years, I kind of stopped looking at like, yo, this person here is dope. This person here. Now, I still admire certain comics. Mm -hmm. But there was a certain maturity that came in the last uh, recent years. I said, I can never be a Dave Chappelle. I can never be a Chris Rock. I can never be, you know, that's them. But I'm me. And what I do me going on stage being the authentic, my authentic self is pretty goddamn good. Yeah. To the point where I can, on average, produce a, a nice, respectable amount of decibels from the crowd. Yeah. So I can, internally, I had that conversation with myself like, nigga, I'm, I've went behind some big names yeah. and did, and provided some higher decibels. Than, am I? the master i think i think a lot of people who come from this is not the most humble shit you'll hear no, from. not no, at no. all i'm gonna but i, I don't think I'm, it's arrogant at all I no think, i'm about to say something yeah. that that definitely will i've heard similar stuff and i i think this of people who do their work outside of new york city in the stand-up comedy game especially in the southeast or the south mm-hmm. um people that come out of north carolina people that a lot of people come out of um houston's a big comedy thing but mm-hmm. i get a lot there's a lot of dc people a DC, lot of people man. that will do six seven eight years down there <laughs> they come up here they have this respect for the game so they have the respect for the new york comedy mm-hmm. scene and then they get up here and they start killing and they explode pretty quickly mm-hmm. and i bet that that a part of that is them realizing shit i was pretty good just doing my shows mm-hmm. you know in my town in my hometown and that there is a lot of that because in New York, you have 100 new comedians starting a day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So coming up here is way different than coming up outside of here. And you don't get to measure yourself against the top of the mm-hmm. top. But if you're coming out here, you know That's already. That's 100% accurate. Yeah, I've yeah. thought about this a lot. That's 100% accurate. Yeah. So yeah. It's, not you being, it's not you being full of shit. It's you you having that moment with yourself where you realize it's, that. It's the last few years with me in my head and the bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In you the, know, underwater. Like in, underwater. The last few years and with me. Who's with, holding you under? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, what the fuck is taking us so long? Yeah, what do we have this for? We're not going to use it. Yeah. Can I press that? Oh, go ahead. It's the middle button. Son, right son. Yeah. Am I the meanest? <laughs> Am I the baddest? Am Not I the prettiest, prettiest mofo low down around this town? Who am I? The Shogun of Harlem. Yo! Yeah. I fucking love this episode, man. Son. <laughs> but the last few years were right. me with my head in the water, struggling to survive. Yeah. And I know, in the, I've proven it to myself time and time and time again on a, a, a shitty produced show in Brooklyn to the best uh, uh, organized show in whatever comedy club in Manhattan to where I can go up in front of two people to 200 to 2,000 people and it's the same reaction. Yeah. So to the point where it's like, yo, who's the master? And internally it's like, nigga, I am. Yeah. We, we've, I am. Stop we've talked about movies in this podcast and, and we've talked about mm-hmm. art and comedy and this has been the conversation that's tied the two, I think, the best because this movie really ties the two the best. I had a teacher that said to me, she goes, you need to know that you're enough. Yeah. And that was the hardest part about for me was was believing that I didn't have to become somebody yeah, that's else. that's perfect. That's perfect. That, yeah, that the I'm enough. The came for me in the last two yeah, years versus what, going through the, the what I have, right. what I have to offer is is unique enough yeah. that I just need to cultivate wh- who I am. Yeah, I think I you said a little better than I just said it, but that's 
that's basically what I was. Yeah, that's yeah a little more concise. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah that you're, that you're, and yeah. I and I've said that to other people too. It's like you just, just you're not gonna die when you get off stage. Mm-hmm. Your life mm-hmm. is gonna continue. So just go up there, have fun, and believe that you're you're enough. Yeah, it's, man. it's you. It's whatever you bring to the table yeah. is unique and interesting. Yeah, and that's you, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and not trying to blow smoke up your ass, Peter, but it comes across because you are you you're <laughs> you you have a, a lot of. Um, like personality up there and uh, when you're on stage but even in real life i think you just like put it all out there some people i don't know it's gonna sound uh negative but some people would be embarrassed to say some of the stuff that you say or oh or i have be, no shame you're a hundred percent you all the time yeah, and man. and that shit is helpful i mean there's other guys out there that could write a clever mm-hmm. five minutes together and it's you know you don't necessarily need the personality or you're doing characters and stuff and that shit's funny but you know, at the end of the day, the best the best comedians, the people that I started comedy because of, is the the guy who's, you know, who's his him? personality. Yeah. It's him up there, and yeah. he's doing this thing as him. Authenticity. That's man. like a craft. Yeah. So, yeah. Authenticity. So this, I mean, Ken, this has been great. Yeah. It's really great to have you on. It's, it's great to have somebody who's this enthusiastic about 100%. about the movies, and we oh, could do this. On, we man. could do. This I'm is... sure we could do this about ten other movies. So yeah. sometime oh, yeah, in the near man. future, we'll. Oh, we'd love we'll, to have you back. I love to come back, man. Yeah. yeah. Come over here, kick it with the rats. And, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. this oh. is probably gonna post uh, a week from today or week probably from Tuesday uh, next Tuesday week. morning. Yeah. Um, I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna speak to the two people that listens to this. Hey, um, twenty five. But oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to disrespect. Some you. of them are in Saudi Arabia and Guatemala. We got a download. We got a Guatemala. Shout out Guatemala! Yeah. I gotta get a Guatemala <laughs> drive. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take this home with me. Oh yeah. But uh, uh, hey, man, I don't. Am I supposed to talk about this yet? I don't know. Oh, you got one of those? Uh, we'll let you think about it. I can plug my I thing. I got a thing. I just shot. Um, okay. A very very small part that I did. It's a new. It's a new uh, series that's coming out on Epics. Okay. Uh, wow. Nice, dude. Yeah, Why don't you tease where they can find out if they if they Google yeah. you later or IMDb you? Let's later. say this okay. comes out later. Okay. What what could they do to find it? Okay, so uh, it's it, well, okay. So what are we talking about? Social media or well, yeah, yeah. Plug your social media. We'll, okay, we'll so do the, that. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's start simple. So uh, social media. I use the same name for everything, man. The Ken Boyd Show. That's me. The Ken Boyd. That's and me. That's it's Ken K E N E N B O Y D. The show. Way to the spell Ken it. Boyd Show. Perfect. You know, my accent. People think I'm saying Kim. Yeah. Kian. So I got. I had I, Those are Kim Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make myself start spelling. So the mm. Ken Boyd show, I use that for everything. And um uh That's Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram, shit. Facebook, yeah. my website, thekenboyshow.com. Yep. Uh, we'll and, post the link. You know, uh Snapchat, everything. But as far as the the project is it's entitled Godfather of Harlem. Oh, I've heard of this. You've nice heard of dude. That. I haven't. What yeah. Godfather of Harlem. Um, is Chaz Palmentary I know Kath Catherine Narducci, who was on The Sopranos, I, I follow her on Instagram. I think she For, posted something on Forrest there. Forrest Whitaker. Oh, whoa! Forrest Whitaker, Sonia yeah, the- Singh from The Wires. On oh, there. Yeah, 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 Shit. yeah, yeah. So uh, I have a very, very, very small part on there, man. But congrats, man. I that's some, that's pretty. I had dope. some fun. I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny, man. Uh, like other comics, they'll listen to me speak, yeah. and they'll be like, you know, guys from here from the east, they'll be like, man, King, you like a pimp. You talk like a pimp <laughs> because you know, you know, if I'm really getting the group. I'll say things like, yeah, baby. You know, <laughs> you know, if I'm really, if I got a real, smooth, you know, baby. I got a conversation, I'm like, yeah, can you dig it, man? You know, just little, little small things I'll be saying. And ironically enough, the role that I got was a pimp from the 60s. Uh, <laughs> um, and I originally, I was supposed to die. I was supposed to get shot in this one episode, <clears throat> episode nine in the first season. Okay. Uh, I believe it's the second to last episode. And uh, the night before we shot it, the night before we shot that scene, I get an email that said that from the producers and said, "Oh yeah, uh, your character's not gonna die. They're just gonna hit you in the head with the gun." Uh. So that kind of leaves the door. I'm like, "Nice, yo." Nice. So you know, I didn't want to be a dick and say, "Yo, I got a reoccurring rope." So it's good. I'll take Woo! the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take this small victory. You're alive. That I didn't die. That's dope. Yeah, but dude. that's gonna happen this year. I don't know when. I don't know. You know yo, keep an eye name. out for it. Uh, the Godfather was it? Was Godfather, Godfather, Godfather of Harlem? Harlem. It's, it's Bumpy Johnson. It's the story yep. of a uh, not Johnson. not the Shogun of Harlem. The Godfather of Harlem. Talk about cultural appropriation. <laughs> now we're bringing the Italians to the Chinese to the blacks in Harlem. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had no idea that uh, Bumpy Johnson. 
and Malcolm X had like a relationship. Yeah, like they and it, it makes perfect sense. Well, Harlem was a small neighborhood. Yeah. Like I live in East Harlem, and like that, you, you see like where where stuff actually happened mm-hmm. back then. Like it's not a big area, so anybody who was famous and in that area at that time period, they're yeah. gonna cross paths. Adam Clayton Powell, man, and uh, this oh, was one guy. Uh, you know what? I can't think of his name. Uh, you probably. If I said his name, you probably wouldn't know who it is, but after I show you his picture, he's been in fucking everything. Actor? Yeah. He's an actor. Uh, a matter of fact, let me go. Uh, I didn't have a, a scene with this guy, but uh, I was privileged enough to watch him. Uh, I, my scene was coming up, and he was uh, mm-hmm. knocking out his scene. His name is uh, Gian, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, that guy's been know. around forever. I've yeah, never, yeah. I've never knew his name, but, but he, I he's always been knew his face. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always knew his face. He's been in everything. He's been a bunch of Spike Lee movies. Juice. He's been, oh wow, he Juice in, is great. Oh come on! Wait, wasn't he the bad guy in 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 Breaking Bad for a while? I didn't watch. It, I, but I I don't know who this he's is. Actually, he was in Breaking Bad. He was in like all the good Spike Lee movies. Okay, uh, he's he's half like Italian and half black, like all my all the hottest really? girls that I know. So he was, uh, if <laughs> yeah. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think he's portraying Adam Clayton Powell. Oh, uh, in, yeah, that in makes the sense. Show. Yeah, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and then there's another gentleman that's portraying Malcolm X. So I got to see them wrap up a scene right before they were getting ready to do mine. I'm this is my first time ever. I was gonna say, do you have any like acting on a TV show? <laughs> that was my absolute first time. It was the first audition wow. I ever went for, and I got it. Nice, really? congrats, yeah. man. That's great. Because I just got a uh, like a lot of cool. Let me make 2019. this. 2019. You got a lot of things moving, Let me, let me make this. I know it's we, a good time for Ken Boy. I know we get ready. I'm sorry for. No, that's okay, all right. Man. That's right. That's this is what makes me say, yeah. really look internally and say, yo, I think I really am. I got the glow. Um, What was that? October? August? October, November. October. October, I did a festival called Big Sky Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, out of thousands of people, literally thousands Comedians submit every year. Last year, they accepted 28. Wow. I was one of the 28. That's crazy. Out of the 28, eight people go to the final. Eight comedians go to the finals. Out of the eight people in the finals, three people place. First, play, first, second, third. Out of those three, I was number two. Nice. Wow. I was number two. Holy shit, dude. Right? Congrats. So with that... It's a lot of industry there. Nice. I know somebody listening like, yeah, nigga, if you had the glow, you'd be number one. But I was number two. I was number two. The young Don't lady- Don't worry about the haters. also a lot of uh, jealous comics listening yeah. going, yeah, yeah, fucking the, festivals. Uh, the young lady that won, it was well-deserved. Okay. This motherfucker was hilarious. All right. Son. I'm and, sure she was. And even uh, to the point where I went up second, she went up second to last. And when I went out, I was listening. After I, I got done, I'm listening to other comics. I was like, they're not really hitting the decibels that I- I might mm-hmm. win this. That motherfucker came out there. So I got a, I got an applause break when I was out. She went out. She got an applause break. Then she got another one. Mm. Then she got another one. Oh, wow. Jesus and then on, on the third one, I said, How much time? I think we did 10 minutes. Ah, oh, three she, applause breaks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nah, hey, 10 minutes. She had the set of her fucking life. And right when she got the third one, I said, Oh, I just lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comedy comes in threes. So, <laughs> so but yeah. my real goal. <laughs> My real goal was to attract the in, the industry that yeah. was there. This is the point of yeah. doing. The, I said even before I went, I said, "Yo, winning would be cool, but I need representation." Mm-hmm. So they had all this industry there. They had you know the booker for the Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the person books the cruises. The person books the colleges. You know they got agencies there. So after the shows, we doing a little after party. I'm collecting everybody's. Uh, mm-hmm. Card and right before I got on my plane, I'm emailing. Hey, it was a pleasure performing in front of you. You know, very here, good. Here's my. Here's That's a, what you do. Here's a clip from the Apollo. Here's, Whoa. You know, here's a clip from Comedy Central. Standing ovation at shows how many of the Apollo when niggas get booed at things. Remember, I got the globe, baby. <laughs> I got booed there. I went back, got a standing ovation. Really? You know, I can. Oh, oh we can get deep, baby. Oh man, we, oh. we got to say some of this for the other episode. You got to have them can back get on. Dude's got re- stories. Real quick, yeah. real quick, real quick. So that's why people listen like, this guy's full of himself. But if I no, told you no, the no, shit, no, I'm no. done. But anyway. I've seen you kill, so I'll, I'll allow all of this. Well, well yeah. thank you, my brother. Yeah, well. uh, so real quick, I got to wrap this up. Um, <coughs> long story short, after I did that, I get booked to do the cruise lines, mm. which I went out. I started to do already. That's I got a good an, paycheck. I got a, I'm with a talent agency, which I've been yearning for for Hell the yeah. last X amount of years. Hell yeah. You know, um, so my agent... 
and I said I kind of had said some fly shit when he first signed me. He made it official. Yeah, you know, I like you. We're gonna bring you on, you know, to the agent prestige prestige agency. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said some cool shit. I'm just being fucking full of myself. I said, yeah, man, you know, uh, you know, good to be part of family. I'm gonna make you a lot of money. <laughs> you want one of those stories? Right? I said, I just this says, guy told me the first day I, I, I booked him, him. <laughs> and uh, so my agent, he's like, yeah, we'll see. You know, I'm good, glad to have your boy. <laughs> so he sends me out on this first audition. He's like, yeah, they doing this show on Epics, Godfather, Harlem. You know, this is the role. Here's the sides. I got you. You know, mm-hmm. I got your first official audition, right? I go out, I did it, and I remember leaving the audition, I just remember feeling real good. Yeah. I was in good spirits about what I had just done because I played it the way I wanted to play it. I was myself. I, yeah. Fast forward, I get the part, it's shot already, boom, I, done. Dang, that's great. And On then, the first audition. So I get the part, and then it just made me look even cooler, the fact that oh, I said for sure. that. And then I actually got the part. I was like, yo, man, I t-, it kind of leaves a message, sends a message to my agent, like, yo, this motherfucker here to work. Yeah. So man, that was just you know the first one. So we look forward to you know doing the next one, the next one, man. But man, in short, man, thanks for having me. And of course, yeah, dude. I love uh, I love this movie so much, man. And I rewind that just like you. I watched that part over and over because it's just a realization of one's ability and one's power and yeah. one's you know because we like I said, I'm gonna make it full circle. We come into this game very meek and very. Humble and very, you know, we don't know well, what we're doing. Be, like beaten down. Yeah, like constantly we, rejected yeah. and, and made to feel bad and but made to look that, stupid. And just like Bruce Leroy. Yeah. Made to look stupid and yeah. rejected. And like even by his own family, his own brother, like, man, yeah. coward. What's what's the good of doing that kung fu crap and you can't even yeah. use it? Yeah. You know, so he was it was a struggle. But then it's a beautiful thing once you realize your power and you realize what you can actually do and no one can, th- no matter how good this person is, no matter how good uh, uh, um, show enough is, mm-hmm. I'm good too. No matter how, who I go up behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just ripped it down, but that ain't got shit to do with Ken Boyd. I'm yeah. still about to go up here, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just that, that's why I like to watch that scene over and over. When you finally realize how dope you are, the sky's the limit. Oh, we, I mean, and, and we love when we have a guest who the movie means something to them. Yeah. This is a perfect. I could listen to you talk all day. The lesson of this yeah. episode is that if you rewatch the last 15 minutes of Last Dragon <laughs> every day, one day you will also possess the power of the glow. And you will glow, be baby. the master. I, rec- I recommend what, this and the Rocky Four training montage. Son. If you want to get your shit together, that's the way to do it. But uh, no, this has been great. Um, Alex, do you have anything you yes, want to talk about? Yes, February 7th, we got uh, the second aggressively chill comedy show. Me and Dean David produce it. Uh, it's at V-Spot Organic on St. Mark's. February 7th, that's a Thursday at 7 p.m. St. Mark's. Be there. Nice. Got a great lineup. Yeah, and I'll be at Governor's uh, next Sunday, which is the 27th in Levittown, Long Island. I'm excited to nice. go back uh, oh, there. Oh, uh, the Houston Rockets start the season as number four, 14. <laughs> And recently, they just bumped their way up to number four. Oh, very cool. MVP James Harden, baby. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> you know, glory to Adam. You're going back out to Governors? Louis C.K.'s. Uh, uh, he, who knows? He might, maybe he'll bump me. I wouldn't mind getting bumped by Louis C.K. Yeah. Uh, I have I have opinions about Louis C.K. If you guys want to talk, we'll talk privately. But uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, this is great. We're excited to be back in full swing in 2019. Yeah. And uh, that's Yo, it. No bullshit, man. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, I look sh- anytime. No. I look forward to <laughs> we gotta end on that we'll have you back anytime and one more time wait I gotta ask you guys okay. something before we leave yep am I the baddest <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you do it yourself and I the meanest <laughs> am I the funniest mofo around about this town show fucking up the shogun of New York City <laughs> <laughs> alright that's another episode here. of Kill You Last mm. bye